All right, welcome in to Audio Bistro, episode 23. We got uh, Forbid. You say, do you say Forbid or Forbid? There's such an argument about this. I, I would say, say Forbid is in like the number four. Okay, so I was going to ask you, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. I was going to ask you the, kind of the, the tale behind the name, but um, well, really appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, big fan of your music, like I was just saying. Uh, once, you know, I'm a big techno guy myself, so when I discovered your music, I was like, got to ask him to come on because got, you got some great hits out there. Um, so thank you so oh, much for coming on. No, honestly, thank you for having me. I kind of love like, doing these kind of things. I just like talking like absolute balls as well. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, and we should say right away, this is this is Audio Bistro's first, you know, virtual, I guess, trip to the UK. Uh, so yeah, well, yeah, thank you. Thank you for popping my cherry there. It, it, it feels great. You know, I'm happy we were able to do this. Um, but like, let me set the scene a little bit. So obviously you're, you're in the UK. Um, kind of just mentioned it. Your music is all techno party, you know. DJs, you know, DJ sets, you know, if you're in a club. Anything like under that ha- umbrella of house is like, that's Forbid. Hell yeah, that is, that is Forbid. Um, you know, you've got some, some big uh, names that have also picked up your music that throws them into your sets. Um, AC Slater being one of them. I noticed Wednesday, you know, is another big name that likes to play your stuff. But um, so again, your newest song, especially is what kind of caught my eye that I wanted to, you know, highlight here right off the bat. Um, Masochism. Masochism. Yep. Released on Night Base. Um, that's right congratulations unbelievable honestly i wanted to hit night base now since probably like 2017 and like i've been working and working towards it and i was always like you know what i'm just gonna let it happen and just wait and then fast forward like here in 22 2022 already where i'm like on night base i'm like how do we get here i i mean it's awesome i'm a huge night base fan i was just talking to another dj cosmalia she used um uh, she just got her first release on night base it's like i feel like I feel like I'm randomly just keep stumbling upon people who are just getting like night base recognition, which is, which is sick. Cause it's again, one of my favorite channels. Um, but also you had, um, is it posse or post position post position? Sorry. Yeah. That, that you had released on, on house trap. Yep. So that's mouse as dead mouse's, um, label. And I think that was your first track that was released on there. That's right. It was. Yeah. So that was, was that also a 2022 track? Yeah, that was, Oh, when was post position released? It was a few months ago, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I think it was released at the end of May. I think either the end of May or the first week of June, if I remember rightly. Yeah, yeah. So you've had a pretty big 2022 come, you know, in that case. Um, yeah, yeah. I had a meeting with my management, like, I think it was like either the beginning of this year or the end of last year, around that time. And we were like, okay, we want to try and get you to hit these labels. And I pretty much hit everyone. And I was like, go on then. Hell yeah. Congratulations. I was going to say, maybe the timing, it has something to do with the timing of when you started growing out the mustache and featuring the mustache more. Maybe. Yeah. Labels just like, uh, like a cowboy DJ. We can get behind that. Maybe the mustache had something to do with it. I don't know. Mustaches seem to do wonders for, for guys. So it could be that it is Movember over here. So I don't, do, do you do Movember in UK as well? Yeah. It's like, we don't, well, it's a thing here, but not everybody does it, but like it is a thing here. Okay. Yeah, I had to I had to shave mine. Had had an occasion and you know, had an anniversary, so I had to look nice and shaven. Um oh. yeah, I know. But I want to grow it back. I just get a little bit yours is much better than mine, I'll put it that way. Um This is taken this is taken from work. Like it was just like a patchy face and then it, it's it's some like it's yeah, they take work. It looks good. It looks really good and I'm sure it's been contributing to the, the music besides the fact that your music just kicks ass, slaps. Um but let's let's. My mustache is my, my ghost producer. So that's what you can't say. <laughs> the ghost producer, ghost writer, tells you the the right ways to go. Some some drops. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's 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 start into it. Let's dive into you know you a little bit. What you know, Forbid. Um, how did the name come about then? 
The name is, it's a play on my surname, which is Forbes, and uh, my favourite flower, which is an orchid. Oh. But the favourite, it, it was primarily like, it was primarily the surname bit, and then like a month after I was like, oh my God, was that a subconscious thing because I love orchids? Or, huh. I don't know. Well, I like it. No, I like it. And I think and one of my favorite things about, you know, the EDM scene in, in general is like the names that people end up going with because most of the yeah, time they make I, no sense and they're just so random and wild. And then there's like, there's always some kind of story behind it in that same sense. So um, I always love for me, it. For me, it's almost like it's like a character that I've developed, like another part of like my personality. Does that make sense? To explain. Tell me about it. It, it feels like Forbid is like the persona. Like I have Forbid and I have Brandon, and they're two very, they're two right. very separate people. Who, who do you like more? Uh, I, oh. <laughs> you know, no, 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 don't. Because you'll start an argument here. <laughs> um, Forbid is he's you know he's big, he's energetic, he's you know he's he's that, and then Brandon's like I was chilled, you know I'm just kind of like here. Having a good time. Hell yeah. We work well, you know, yin and yang. Yeah, no, that, the yin and yang. that's pretty perfect. I, I like both versions of you, by the way. So so it's working It's working well. Um, so we'll keep it on you a little bit then. You know, take take me to your your origins with music and what, what got you inspired to start creating or pursuing DJing? Like, where did where did that start from in, in your life? And just what kind of, you know, taking you through that journey then? So, um since I was since I was like a baby, I've been surrounded by like mostly electronic music. My dad loved um, like old eighties R and B and nineties R and B when I was growing up, and my mum loved like nineties house and then naughty's like speed garage stuff. She was really into that, so I kind of had both um, a lot of electronic music in my life growing up. And then my older brother is also a DJ, but he doesn't do it anymore. He's retired from DJing now, mm. um, but he used to DJ loads of big like house and speed garage parties um in the city that we grew up in so he was like an inspiration like seeing him dj all my life was like oh, this is really cool so i've always like loved electronic music okay. and then i think i got to like 17 maybe like the end of 16 going to 17 and i was like i kind of want to start trying to make music so i remember downloading ableton and the first time i opened ableton i was like this is this is terrifying so I just closed the app immediately. I didn't open it for a month. Then I downloaded FL Studio, did the exact same thing. And then I was like, you know what? Just commit, just stick with it and just have fun. And this is when I was like 17, 18, moving into them. Um, and I've stuck with FL Studio ever since. And here we are. Hell that's yeah. how it kind of, yeah. Well, that's came cool. To Actually, I can kind of resonate with that. So when I started producing, Ableton was the first thing I downloaded too. And I had that same sense of like, nope, this is a... Uh... This might be too much. What have what have I just spent my money on? <laughs> and uh, Ableton's, Ableton's amazing, but like to look at that for the first time, it's like, what is this? What the hell is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's intimidating. Um, I think probably for a lot of people, like it sounds like you as well. Like it kind of like pushes you away in the sense, but it is a very awesome tool. I like I loved using Ableton. Once you like it's actually great. spend the time on it, it is like a great tool. But so is FL Studio. I, I played around with that one a little bit too. And then um, oh, what was the other one? Uh, there's, there's logic yeah logic Cuban. logic yeah yep yeah so kind of played around with all of them and i just stuck on ableton for a long time but um so i mean as you're going through then as you're getting up to speed you know you started to garner a lot of recognition like i mentioned so night bass ac slaters you know dropping casually just dropping your music yeah. into his sets wednesday like i mentioned but 
um, you know, as you've been kind of garnering more recognition, more recognition, kind of building your catalog, building your career up, you know, what's kind of been your guiding light um, or um, yeah, what's been kind of your like guiding light as you're like finding yourself getting signed to these major labels and your music keeps progressing? Like what, what has been like your, your focus that's kept you going? Um, you know what, because I've been doing it now for like eight, nine mm-hmm. years. I mean, I took, I took a, like a two year hiatus, uh, cause of personal shoot. But then when I got back into it, so we we're talking about like eight, eight coming up on nine years of producing. And mm-hmm. there have been lots of points where you've been, I've been like, oh, is it all worth it? And yeah. you know, what am I working for? Because there are some producers who they can release one track and it's like, bang, yep. the track is, you're up there. And there's producers that have been doing it, you know, for 50 years. And I had to really sit and evaluate and be like, what do I enjoy out of this? And the things yeah. that I enjoy is like when I'm just sat at home making a song and I'm dancing to it, it's like, oh, that's cool. I made that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I think that was pretty much it. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I, you kind of said it. I like, I remember I randomly stumbled upon, do you know who Seeb is? S-E-E-B, the EDM uh, producer? Yeah, Seeb actually. Yeah, like, have you ever heard the song, I, you know, I took a pill in Ibiza with, you know, Mike Posner, Seab. Oh, is that? That's yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so the Seab remix, I don't know where, maybe they had something going on before that, but Seab, that was like one of their first releases under Seab was, I took a pill in Ibiza with Mike Posner, their remix or whatever, and that song is obviously just blown up. It's like well over 100 some million streams on Spotify. That was like their first release under Seab was that song. I was like talking about like songs that just blow up instantly. And then like, oh, I guess we're good to go now. <laughs> like it, just, yeah. it doesn't just happen all the time. It was a rare, it seemed like a very rare case. And it seems like it happens all the time because obviously when they do blow up, all you're seeing is these top songs people are picking. Yep. But in the grand scheme of how many producers there are in the world who are, you know, <clears throat> grinding and trying to make it, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen that much. No, no, it really does not. It's rare. It's better to, I think it's better to um, focus on your own sound and build a community, be that whether it's a community of um, producers or mm-hmm. fans, creating a family, creating a product is, that's, you know, that can really connect with an audience on a personal level. I think that's more important than trying to make a song that you, you think will blow up. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And again, I think, you know, the people who are generally just passionate about it, they're in it for more of like, you know, it's like yeah. expression of themselves through their music. That's the folks, who, you know, like yourself, you end up putting out just really, really great stuff. And, you know, it comes along and sometimes it just takes time to come along. And you're kind of seeing it now just with this. We just talked about the 2022 you've had has been major. You had some great releases in 21 as well. I think I saw you were like had music released back to like 2015 or something like that. 2016 on spot. Do you ever just go back and listen to that song and just be like, what was I doing? A hundred percent. A lot of my friends hold it up and be like, do you remember Lost? And I'm like, well, you just shut your mouth seriously. <laughs> This is not what I want to hear today. It's always fun listening to your first stuff and like seeing like where you've end up coming to now. Um, yeah, an evolution to listen yep. to it. Oh, that song was interesting. Yep. It is. It's cool to see the journey. And you know, speaking of journey, so again, touching on AC Slater, you know, he put, he's been playing um, uh, masochism in his sets. Yeah. Um, which again, that's, that's just like no small thing to have someone like him picking up your no. stuff. When he when he commented on the Instagram, so I knew he'd been playing in his sets um, because. I sent him the demo originally and I was like, what do you think of this for Nightbase? And he was like, this is really cool. Uh, I'll play it out this weekend. Um, and then he got back to me and was like, do you want to put it out on Nightbase? And I was like, yes. Uh, but then yeah. when I released it, um, he commented on my post and he said, like, I play in every set. And that was like, oh, I haven't played in one set is good, but every set, that's Damn. like, 
I'm impressed with myself there. That's awesome. Well, you know, congrats on that. I mean, it's it, again, the night based thing you kind of mentioned, like the, the producer family, the DJ family, you know, has he had, or has anyone, you know, you've been able to connect with have like a specific like influence or feedback or just advice to you that you've got now that, you know, kind of helps you progress or keep progressing. So like, what well, uh, so giving me advice, do you mean? Yeah. Like maybe AC has like AC Slater has, or just like, and you kind of, as you're like getting intermixed with more DJs and bigger producers and names like that, you know, has, have you been able to garner really just more just advice or feedback or stuff that others have told you that you've kind of been able to take into your track and your sets and just help you like keep progressing as a musician? Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. I think I owe quite a lot of my um, evolution of like the past year and or two to my mentors and managers um, who like they, they're so selfless and they're such talented producers and they're, they help me whenever I need, mm-hmm. um, they help whenever I need like anything. And I think, um, it's important to have like producer friends around you because like I can make a piece of music and show it to my friends. And I think, you know, your friends are going to be biased no matter if they admit it or not. And they're going to be like, this is great. But to send it to like revered good producers, I mean, got, they got nominated for a Grammy. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So to hear, hear their feedback and they'll be like, this is good. This is good. Change this. This is bad. This is good. And that's having that kind of, um, crit, raw criticism and like, um, feedback, I think mm-hmm. really did help to towards like where my sound is now. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I was listening to your catalog a bit and you can like, I could definitely hear like your sound progressing, you know, you've um, just, just some slight changes. Just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just feel like as I've gone through, I just went through your catalog, just like song by song for a little while. And like, you yeah. feel like you can just kind of start picking out like subtle changes or just like you've maybe picked up on different things or just, um, you know, artists always are changing. That makes me feel good that uh, it translates to listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, maybe just my, my dumb brain just trying to work through some things and trying to figure out the person I'm about to be talking to. But, you know, I definitely noticed that, it, you know, definitely the work has been paying off. But mm-hmm. what's what's kind of been like as you're going along, so maybe um, something unexpected that you've gone through in your career as a DJ and producer, you know, whether it's, it's on stage, um, you know, you're ripping a set with someone else up there with you, or maybe it's just, you know, you're sitting behind your dog like Ableton on a solo project. Like what's kind of been something that has happened unexpectedly or you just didn't see coming along as you've like gone throughout your career in, in music now? Like my whole journey. Your whole journey. What what stands out that maybe you weren't expecting to have have happened at any point? Um, when I took like a two and a half year hiatus from producing, um, I think it was, I, th- I, I started producing again in 2020, which means by that I would have stopped producing around mid 2017 mm-hmm. to to the beginning of 2018, somewhere in there. Um, and the reason I stopped producing was I was in a really, um, really bad relationship, which was just taking like every inch of my life and draining yep. all my energy. And yep. I just wasn't feeling creative. And then before I knew it, a month had passed and then three months and six months. And I was like, God, I don't know if I'm ever going to produce again. And I didn't feel like I, I like I wanted to. Um, and then lockdown hit in 2020 and I thought, I'm not gigging now. That's like my main source of income. Um, so I've got all this free time. Like I really don't have any excuse now to not make music again. Mm-hmm. So I just sat down and had fun with it again, starting in 2020. And then we're back up to where we are now. We're back up to speed. And I think I'm in a better place than I was, but I never saw that, um, that gap coming. Like mm-hmm. I'd never thought I would stop making music, but I mean, I don't know if I would change it because I feel like if I, didn't if i didn't stop 
I might have been in a better place, but also I'm happy in the place that I'm in now and things happen for a reason, I think. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you're, yeah. here, you're here where you are now. You're having a lot of success now. So, you know, maybe I'm glad you worked through that. I'm glad you pushed through that. And it sucks at the time, but I'm, you know, got you to where you are now. You can you know, maybe yeah, attribute it to part of the journey. Part of the journey. Uh, Shit happens. <laughs> um, and actually talking about your sets, I just noticed this. Now that like, are you like an NFL fan by chance? I'm not, but have you seen the jersey? I've seen the jerseys and you were like wearing a Raiders jersey and a Panthers jersey. I was like, do you just have some keen ability to be a fan of like really bad teams? Are they bad? Oh my God. They're bad. <laughs> yeah, no, go, go ahead. Burn those jerseys for your own oh, sake. Are you saying they're bad because like they're just not your favorite team? Or no, they, like, like they're record wise, like they are bad. <laughs> All right. No, I was, I was curious. No, but they're you know obviously Raiders historic franchise. So at the end of the day, it's cool. And the Panthers, your your jersey thing you had on look sick in their colors. I love their colors. I love the baby blue. So it's like it's cool at the end of the day, even if they yeah. suck. And my team I like now was actually I um I'm a Packer fan. They were actually just in London a couple weeks ago, I think. Um, oh, cool. Have you ever? I'm I'm I've. I don't think I've ever asked someone who actually lives over there. I'm just, maybe you haven't been to a game at the London Stadium, but like, have have you had anyone you know that has, or have you? I haven't. I mean, football's not my thing. Like, no, that's, that's, not at all. No. Well, we did go to a football game um, early this year. It was it was just like a local game. It was like it was Manchester City versus someone else. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. And it was me and my housemate. We'd never been to a football game before, and we were like. It was we were like nudging each other like this is this is kind of fun like this is actually kind of lit, mm -hmm. um, but it's not for me. No, that's that's totally fine. I've, I mean, I'm the opposite. Like, so what we call you know soccer, and you probably could just call it like yeah. American football. Um, I think our definition of football makes less sense because you know the foot is hardly involved in like American football. But I've always kind of wanted to see like a big soccer game. Now we got World Cup coming up, um, but so I'm excited for that one. Um, so when when you're working with you know Nightbase now, I, mean, I think I'm just kind of fascinated by this. Um, I love the posts you've been having of it. You know when you're getting that first, you know what was like your initial reaction when you're hearing like, yeah, we want to, we're gonna release this on Nightbase. Um, like, where does your headspace go? You know, are you kind of at that point like, is this like that it moment for me, or is this like, you know, what what was going through your head when you're hearing all of this? Yeah, it's so before I released Masochism, um, mm -hmm. I had my song Bumper Clock, which was on a night based compilation. Which that song also, fucking slaps. Thank really you. Good. <laughs> really, yeah, that was one I saw Wednesday was playing, um, and one yeah. of her sets. Oh, Wednesday loves that song. I know she's been playing it a lot. Um, I love that song as well. Too far, I have like I think it's really like one of my uh, one of my favorite ones. Mm -hmm. Um, but I released that song on night base, and that moment then I was like, I've finally done it. Like I've got on it. I'm like I'm like I'm on Nightmare's great. But then when AC Slater messaged me saying like, Do you wanna release Masochism on Nightbase? I was like, I've done it again, but this time it's like my own release and it's like, oh I've checked all boxes. I'm on That's the com, awesome. I'm on this, I've got a single, it's like mm -hmm. brilliant. That is awesome. Do you have like do you have like a specific song that maybe like of yours? I mean, since you have a lot of you have a really solid techno catalog and a lot of DJ sets are really techno forward. Um, a song that maybe other DJs really like, is it, I figure maybe it might be bump o'clock or masochism, but like, is there a song like other DJs that you've talked to, like picking up and putting their sets, like one of those tours or a different song of yours that maybe we haven't talked about yet? There's, um, 
I think, do you know what? I mean, I don't know if DJ's been playing it, but if they have and they put it on like a thousand and one track list and things, that's the best way I can really track it. Um, not many people played Bumper Cock on 1001 track list, I don't think. Um, but I got quite a bit of support on Enchantress, which, okay. is, on, which is on Noizu's label. Um, and I had I garnered quite a bit of support on my song Shake Up, which is yeah. on Who Works, and my two official remixes for um, my Axtone remix, which was Marcus Santoro and David Pietras Losing Focus. Okay. I got quite a lot of like a lot, quite a lot of support out of nowhere as well. Like it was really strange. I just checked the Spotify artist one month and it shot to a million players, and I was like, I swear this was on four hundred thousand before. That's all right. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm like, okay, great. But where from? What happened? And yeah. it might be, and it might be probably playlist stuff. So I also saw that you are take doing the whole takeover for Nightbase's playlist, mm. right? Is that you know what, what's kind of your plan there? I'm assuming it's just it's so it's a playlist of. You're putting all the songs on there, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So it just might be heavily loaded, heavily biased towards your music, why not? On the playlist, I think it's only the first 20 songs. Um, it's only the first 20 songs that I chose, but then the rest are like curated by Night Base. Mm, okay. So then what about what about for you specifically? What song of yours or that you've maybe played in your sets that have like, like always have to be in your sets now that maybe just get the biggest pickup or um, that folks seem to love the most? Like some staples in my sets right now. Yep, some staples in your sets right now. Whether it's your catalog or something else, but like it has to be in there. Um, I normally always play my currently like I'm always playing my Super Freaky Girl remix because I mean everyone knows that song it goes damn well. Um, <laughs> uh, no, that wasn't me being like you know it goes down, but I'm saying because everyone knows. No, 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 no it does. No, it does. You can brag. You can brag all you want. It's right. Um, what else? Future by Martin Aiken. People love, absolutely love that song. People seem to love it as well. Which one is uh, it? Have you heard it? Which is, you say was? I think I, I didn't hear what you said. There it was. I think I heard you say Future. Or yeah, Future by uh, Martin Aiken. Okay, I don't think I know it. I just I didn't know if you were actually talking like Future the rapper or something. Okay, I'm gonna have to listen to that one. Yeah, Martin Aiken Future. Uh, it's brilliant. Okay. Um, okay. What else? Post position works well because I mean a lot of the places that I do are like big LGBT and queer parties, and it's pretty queer focused that one as well. So that seems to go down pretty well too. Post position. That's right. Yeah. Okay, it's a good song. Yeah, I I like that one. I think I so I have like my own playlist. The Audio Bistro has its own playlist, and I just like I just loaded in. I think I like four or five of your songs. I believe I definitely added that one. I oh, everyone we've talked about is definitely going to be on the Audio Bistro. You know, uh, Techno Tacos playlist. Um, so I'll make sure your music's at the top of there. Folks can check out, you know, my favorite tracks of yours on there. Um, Thank you very and, much. Oh, absolutely. And now if you don't mind, I'd love to play this uh, very random game with you that I play with everyone on here. Um, oh let's, let's, let's get really random with this. All right. You know, this, this might be random, right? But if my you name play, is random, you know, let's do, oh, let's do this. You know, random, random. If let's you could play, it. if you could play a DJ set for only three people. <laughs> Throughout the history of time, who would they be? So I have to play a DJ set for three people. It's only three people, but you you can pick that audience of three, and it, they can be alive, passed away, and then any stretch of time. Mm. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot, but I'm putting you on the spot. I would say, I would say Frankie Knuckles. Frankie Knuckles? Who who the hell's Frankie Knuckles? Frankie Knuckles is a house legend, Austin. 
Oh my he's goodness. Like, pioneer. House house god. I thought he's he's dead now. Got too many names on the top of my head. I just I gotta I gotta do some refreshing, I think. So many artists right now who can keep mm-hmm. out. Exactly. Uh, I would have him because I would I would know that I'm getting like great feedback, like True. really you know what I mean? Okay. Um I would probably I would probably pick as well like just some random white girl, just some basic <laughs> white girl, because I feel like if I could make her dance yep. as well as using Frankie Knuckles, I'm really, you know, there's no better you say than me. Yep, this, you're getting the full spectrum of reaction that you need. All people who have no idea what house is, people who, and then Frankie Knuckles, you know. And then third person, oh, I'd probably say like, um, like one of, my favorite producers like Skrillex or Chris Lake or something. Mm, okay. Have them in there. Okay. I love that. Okay. So we got Frankie Knuckles, random white girl, probably with a Starbucks in hand. Right. And then, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Starbucks with a little, with a little bit of um, something special mixed in. Cause yeah. I know those are, you know, and then, and then we got, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, and then some Skrillex. I like that. I like that set. And, you know, please, I, I didn't even prepare any answers for my own. So I'm, someone wants to push back on me, like ask for my opinion on the, the random question. Yeah. I just never yeah. prepare an answer. I'll push the comments for that one. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see some comments and see what other people might have to say. Um, is there a set of years, and now, now speaking of, you know, DJ said, is there a set of years that throughout your career where there's any point that has maybe stood out to you the most, a venue you really like, or um, you want to keep performing at as you go along? Yeah, I, God, those kind of sets are my favorite because you never know, like, you never know when they're going to happen and it could happen at any night. And also, which you sets are they? I'm sorry, I think, which sets are they? Um, I'm saying, like, those kind of great, amazing sets that stand out. I always love them because, like, they could just happen at any night and you mm-hmm. never know when it's going to happen. Oh, like okay. it, could be, it could be tomorrow night. It could be in a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently did a set, uh, I did a surprise set for the, one of the universities here, like the student unions mm-hmm. at a venue called Joshua Brooks in Manchester. And okay. I wanted to DJ there for so long. And when I did it, I was like, this is just perfect. Everything was great about that night. Um, I did a festival in Leeds as well called Mardi Gras Festival. And that was, mm. I didn't really, me and the person who I was DJing with, we didn't realize like how many people would come to this festival. And it was just this huge crowd. And we were like, oh. But then as soon as I walked up those stairs, like all my nerves dissipated into excitement. And I was like, this is the most perfect thing that could have happened. Well, that's all. Awesome. That's, do you have like a, do you have like a dream set, like a dream venue in, in, yeah. in sight, in mind, something? Warehouse projects. Warehouse project? Warehouse project. If, I'm I assuming... DJ, if it's like if you haven't heard of it, you need to check it out. Warehouse projects is it's this big warehouse rave that they host in Manchester um mm. from September to like December. And the only they call it warehouse project season and you have they just find they do lots of different parties every week. Um every week means every Friday, Saturday. So they have like Elro, Kaluki, um, BBC Radio One, um Repercord, there's loads of different brands that come and do and like labels that host the events as well. It's unbelievable. So if I don't DJ there in the next two years, we'll say that's my goal. Two years. That's go- well, you seem to be pretty damn good at hitting your goals and the things you're striving to be on. So I'm, something tells me we, we might see you there sooner or later. Fuck, how do you even I can do it? I can do it. I'm how do you even get people to keep continuous go to that every weekend for how many? Did you say it's like three months straight that thing's going on? Yeah. So it's like they do it every Friday and Saturday. Man, how the fuck do you get people to keep coming to that? 
I mean, this, they, uh, the, the venues that you have, once you see the venue and once you look at like the lineups that they do, you'll be like, now I get it. Okay. It's, yeah, like, my... it's like religious here. Okay. That makes sense. I just, at a point, someone's brain can only take so much on a weekend, but like. <laughs> British people, let me tell you now, are made of sterner stuff. Like they will go hard for 48 hour party on the weekend and then walk, turn up to work on a Monday morning at 9 a.m. Like, morning. Like, Dude. They, it's scary. Well, uh, well, shout out to all my friends across the pond there. I don't have any, but, um, you know, <laughs> who, who, who can. Shout out to all the folks across the pond here who are just continuing to go hard every weekend, just getting after it. I love that. That's a cool, it's a tough mindset, but I appreciate that you all have it over there and just can go for a three, four month stretch like that. That's it's intense. It's problematic. It's problematic. Hey, you only live once, right? As, yeah. uh, as Drake once said. Um, so speaking of what, like, what is coming up for you? Like, what are you looking at the rest of the year? Maybe to turn into 2023? Like, do you have anything set or that you're looking forward to that you can share right now? rest of the year is actually pretty chill for me. Like, um, I recently went to visit my management and we just had like, like two days in this house that my manager books and we just like chilled. It was nice to have like a meetings to plan where like four bids going for 2023. Um, and we, right now I'm in like a phase of kind of like improving my sound. So I'm just working on production, uh, working on improving my sound and kind of making more of a recognizable four bid sound. So that's going to be for like the next two, months or so while i just like mm -hmm. refine that and then we'll start putting some more records out and then more gigs in keep the ball rolling keep the steam keep the machine steaming hell yeah so what, so what does that look like for you like when you're trying to refine your sound and figure out some new stuff like what is that process for you mm, it's it's hard to say i mean this is what i was saying to my management my mentors because they were like we we want you to focus on i'll try and make your sound timeless and to make your own sound completely used so that nobody else has it. And I, the back in the back of my head, I'm like, I think creating that timeless sound comes with time and it doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. And I get that. And I get that it's going to be a process. And uh, what was the other point? I've completely gone blank. Oh no, just like, you know, it was, no, you pretty much answered, you know, the, the mindset you have to, to take on, you know, the mind space you take on when you're trying to sit down and figure this all out, you know, just like, yeah, what you yeah. go through to get from point A to point B with, you know, it sounds like this next step of the phase for you, like, you know, just kind of what, what you need to do to get that done is kind of what I was saying. Yeah. I think, um, I listen to their advice a lot. Will they give me like, whether it be like EQ tips or music industry advice, mm -hmm. and take that advice on board. And I just kind of like sit and grind and, uh, like, um, at the moment I'm focused on making my music have a lot more groove to it. So like, ideally you know, when you hear those kind of house tracks that it's just like a fob, it's like a two or four bar loop for seven minutes and it works. And at the mm -hmm. end of that seven minutes of the same sound, you're like, I want to listen to that again. Mm -hmm. I want to try focus on developing that in my sound more. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So just Absolutely. focus on little bits and just, just generally improving and get better at EQing, get better at processing, better at uh, melodies, just really mm -hmm. like improving. And then I think yeah. the best way to do that is just grind. Absolutely. And it, it's definitely possible too. like, I like when uh, Valentino Khan comes on, like, I know it's one of his songs, like almost within yeah. the first like 15 seconds, like you can tell it's like Val one of Valentino's songs. Yeah. Um, so it's possible. And you know what, you know why it's going to happen? We were actually just watching a movie about that was all the, the whole storyline was about like fate and stuff like, you know, shit like that. You know, it's going to work for you because you mentioned like creating this timeless sound and all of this stuff. 
when I produced Once Upon a Time for a very small window of time, my the name I produced under was Timeless. So in terms of fate, the fact that <laughs> it's going to happen, you're going to you're going to cre- you're going to create this timeless sound. I used to produce under the name Timeless. So this is how I know it's going to work out for you. So I'm stoked. I'm stoked for you to get to that point. And then now I know it's going to happen since we just had this conversation. Tell you what, listen, uh, yeah, I can, you know, the tarot cards have told me this was this encounter was going to happen. Yeah, someone someone set it up. Uh, yeah, and I thank them for it. But um, Forbid, it's been it's been great having you on. I love hearing about your journey. You know everything that's gotten you here so far. It's 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 been great discovering your sound, your music. Um, I can't wait to share more of it. I can't wait to hear more of it. Um, it sounds like twenty twenty three is going to be a good year for you too. It sounds like it's going to be a next you know next phase in your production. Yeah, no, I, I'm fingers crossed. It's going to happen. I'm stoked for it because what you've been doing lately has been fucking fantastic. Thank you. Um, yeah. And, you know, just shout out, shout out your pages really quick. You know, where, where can people find you? You can find it anywhere at Forbid Music, be that on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud. Spotify. You think you got a pretty good TikTok? Are you worthy of a follow on TikTok? Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to be honest and say I am right now because for some reason, you know what? I, I wanted to grow my TikTok and I was like, oh, I can't, I'm not just going to do the, generic videos where it's like here's how i made this song like we know how you made it you know we know how you made it so i was like let me do another generic one so i did a generic to just a transition from one song into another just uploaded it and it got like seven hundred thousand views and i was like fuck (laughs) but now you gotta stay on it yeah but the good thing is is um it got me quite like it got me a big bunch of followers on the app and the videos with my own song post position so i was like you know, it's kind of what's out in my favor, really. So I'm going to have to start taking this TikTok thing more seriously. I mean, so, yeah, I do. Absolutely, you should. Oh, right, yeah. I will. I'll give you a shout out on there. I mean, it's uh, it's something I need to do better at. And it's just like, when am I going to? I just, yeah. It's a, a whole other beast I haven't tackled yet, but I'm I'm happy to hear you've uh, tackled it and you found that uh, 700,000 view video. Holy shit, that's a. Yeah, just post, just honestly, just post, just post, like, post anything. But anything. Like, yeah, I just post nonsense mostly. <laughs> like, well, then make, uh, make my brand like my brand on TikTok like not too serious, and it's funny, and not mm-hmm. just me being like DJ transition. This is how I make yeah. DJ tips. Like, we can find those videos anyway. I think like it's. I always like seeing like um, a funny and human side to producers and DJs. I think it's really mm-hmm. endearing, and it really makes me personally connect with them. So. That's and that's what this channel is all about, and that's why I'm stoked you came on. Because and hopefully we we're able to just do that for you, for you and your fans. Because this, this is like I, I personally love when I can talk to the person or like find something that introduces me to the the person behind the music a little bit better. Yeah, I feel like it just it connects me in my own way, like in my own way, like when I hear the music, then again, like as I'm listening to it here, knowing the backstory, just like it just makes the music more intriguing. That's just me though. I mean, I could be wrong. No, I agree. Once you when you when you uh, connect with an artist, sometimes you can't really connect with them just through the music. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can if you're an, if you're an unbelievable you know musician and producer, then you can do that. You can translate that. But sometimes you need to have other outlets to yeah. let you magnetize towards you. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So then, on a, on, a, on a parting note, what kind of advice would you have for? someone who's aspiring to you know get to your level with like being a dj or producer like what if you could tell someone anything an elevator pitch what mm. would you tell them um don't get into it if you're faint of heart uh, mm. and if you're scared of nose scared of what no it's like being told no. no oh being told no yeah if you're scared of being told no rejection don't do this seriously yeah no 
that's fair. No, I, I completely appreciate that's that's some good ass advice. I mean, I've I remember when I was submitting music, I got so many no's from those you know submission things, and then I'm in fucking sales. All I get is no all the time. I get yeah. no all the time. You gotta have a you gotta have like some thick skin. At, at music, it's kind of that same way. I feel like absolutely. Like you know, if, if someone doesn't like um, if someone doesn't like bacon, it doesn't mean the whole world that dislikes bacon. Mm-hmm. It means they don't like bacon. And if you know, if one record label doesn't like your song, ten other record labels will. So. Yeah, no, totally fair. And I really do feel bad for the people who don't like bacon. You're missing out on some good stuff. So I mean, um, vegetarian side, so you know. <sighs> so have you, have, did you try bacon before you made that decision? Yeah, of course. I used to love eating meat. I just stopped. I stopped like four years ago. Oh, really? And you're still just sticking with it, like pretty hardcore into it? There is controversially a KFC at the top of my street. Oh. And oh. I keep getting like, I keep getting like the whiff of chicken breast, and I'm like. Oh. <laughs> I really need I really need to eat this. And I'm gonna do it. The only thing that's stopping me is because I haven't eaten meat in so long, I know my stomach is gonna kill the next day. But I'm like Oh probably worth it to be honest. And it's KFC. That's that's gonna sit in your stomach like an absolute boulder. Yeah, I know. I just keep getting for like the eleven herbs and spices I'm like, oh All the herbs and spices, oh the mashed potatoes and gravy, the mac G oh my goodness. I think I know what I found for dinner. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Well, Brandon Forbid, um, thank you again for coming on. Uh, can't wait to hear more from you. And, you know, um, let's stay in touch. Yeah. Have a great rest of your year. And absolutely.